Well, what's up and welcome to the Beyond Sundays podcast. I'm your host, Brett Stewart, and today is a really special episode and opportunity. I'm actually in the jungle of Talamanca, Costa Rica, and my guest is my friend and former co-worker, Tommy Hood. Tommy, what's up? What's up, Brett? How has it been so far? We've been in the jungle, got to teach today. Um, yeah, it's hot. It is hot. But it. I think the grace of God actually knew that, that two white boys were going into the jungle of Costa Rica because it's rained a bunch, so it's cooled off. And there was mostly cloud coverage today. Mostly so. cloud cover is good cloud yeah. cover in the jungle. Absolutely. But Tommy's used to, to hot, nasty weather. He's a Cajun man. Uh, he's he's from the bayou in Louisiana. Cajon. Cajon. But, uh, Tommy, I'm excited to do this. We're literally sitting out in the jungle. I thought this would be really cool for our listeners, but just an opportunity for us to kind of get to talk about a little bit of what we're doing, um, but even more so what the Lord uh, is doing you and what ministry and life looks like for you. So uh, let's just start off with who are you, what do you do, and um, what does your role entail? Yeah, so my name is Tommy Hood. I've been working with Prepare International for, I'm in my fifth year. That's crazy. Uh, I used to be on staff at Beltway Park Church. Yeah, he was my boss, and he couldn't stand me, so he actually stepped away. Um, I thought about firing you, like, let's see, every day. (laughs) Too much to deal with. (laughs) No, I had a a blast working with Brett. It was fun. So you've been there five years, Prepare International. What is Prepare International? Yeah, so we we are an organization that's about 20 years old, a little bit older than that, that is an international missions organization that really works with indigenous leaders around the world. Uh, we come alongside them. We um, equip their leaders in however they, they like, but basically we come alongside of them to equip in biblical training mm-hmm. with the goal of really taking disciples that make disciples mm-hmm. that multiply disciples in their nations. Yeah. So we have over 35 courses that we teach around the world, 22 nations. And um, so I'm the regional director mm-hmm. for uh, Latin America, formerly Africa and formerly, Latin America, but yeah. not anymore. Just Latin America. Well, one of my coworkers, Drew Brown, has taken over the Africa side of that. And I think you've been there before. Yeah. Actually, my first trip to Kenya was a Prepare International trip uh, with Jeffrey Turner. And Jeffrey it Turner. was a blast. It was it was so much fun and so exhausting. Um, <laughs> just you, to fly there? <laughs> uh, just to fly there, not to mention everything we did, all the traveling. I mean, it was like a two or three hour car drive to get to the school that we were teaching at. We taught there multiple days. Yeah. Um, and so you told us it was going to be, it was going to be exhausting. And we we're like, oh yeah, yeah, we Fly got through this. the night, get off the plane, go take a nap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get back on the road and drive five hours. Yeah. <laughs> to it's, teach. it's pretty much go, 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 but it's, it's yeah. such a blessing. And, and I'll say this and then I'll kick it back to you. Um, I receive so much out of, these kind of trips and really just not only getting to be a part of what God's doing in the nations, but getting to receive uh, what other believers around the world walk in because it helps me 
be a more holistic version of Jesus. Like every time I, I go and encounter a people group, I feel like I receive just as much as I'm pouring out and it's giving me perspective, insight, and just um, new new ways of seeing the kingdom, seeing people. And so um, I love this stuff. So I'm, I'm honored that, that PI would put up with me and let me come on some of these trips. Hopefully they'll let me come on some more, but we'll yeah. let you. Let's do it. So you were over uh, Africa and now Latin America. So where where is PI in um, Latin America right now? Yeah. So in Latin America, we've been uh, we've been growing. Um, we are in Peru. When I worked on staff at uh, at Beltway Park as the missions pastor, pastor originally, uh, I was connected to several new friends uh, in Peru. And I've kept that relationship this entire entire time. Yeah. And so from those relationships, it opened up the door uh, for for new ones uh, in Lima, uh, up into the Amazona. Uh, that's the Amazon. For thanks for translating that for us. <laughs> it's my Spanish. <laughs> uh, I don't speak Spanish. I don't speak Spanish very well. <laughs> but. I mean, we we have some amazing leaders in the in the Amazon region, and um, it's a beautiful place. So we've we've got schools that are going on pre-pandemic uh, that we're now we're starting to pick back up and and uh, continue those those on. Uh, we're so we're in Peru, we're in Honduras, mm-hmm. we've, which uh, we'll be going to Honduras yeah, in a right couple of days. This. Yeah, excited for that. So Honduras, uh, Peru. Yeah, so Costa Rica, mm-hmm. we've got some connections that are starting in El Salvador. Mm. So really, all a lot of uh, Central America we're in now. That's awesome. We have some relationships in Gu- Guatemala that we haven't uh, just started developing just yet, but mm-hmm. those are in conversations. And yeah. so my my dream would be to go all the way across Central America. Yeah, I think I think God's heart is for Central America. Yeah, right now, and man, I'd love to see. Just an explosion of the Holy Spirit take Absolutely. off Absolutely. Man, I, I love just getting to be here, even if it is just for a week or so, and just getting a glimpse of what God is doing and what He's stirring in the hearts of believers here. Tommy, tell me a little bit about when did the Lord stir your heart for missions? That might be a really like broad question or loaded question, um, but when did you know that that you had a heart for the nations and that you were in some form or fashion, you were supposed to partner with them. How did that look? How did he show you? And kind of what were your first steps in that? Yeah, I mean, I never thought that I would be a missionary. So, you know, I've been in full-time ministry my entire adult life. Uh, I think back in the late 90s, uh, I was a youth pastor at the time, took some kids on a mission trip. And so that was kind of the birthing of missions in my heart, although I wouldn't say that it was my passion yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I took a, a youth group, and we just put our toes just across the, the Mexico border, uh-huh. the Texas-Mexico <laughs> border. And uh, so that was my first experience. Uh, I spent some time in Kansas City at the International House of Prayer mm-hmm. um, and went to Turkey on a mission trip with uh, some friends from the House of Prayer. And so I would say that's probably where I began to be exposed to to missions. And then just the heart of the International House of Prayer is just to pray for the nations. Yeah. 
uh, with the, you know, the the heart that the gospel would go to all the nations of the earth and yeah. until the Lord's return. Yeah. Fill the earth and the Lord returns. So, um, but I would say that really where I felt the call to the nations is it's a, it was, I guess it's over 10 years now. Mm-hmm. I was serving in a different church in our city in Abilene. Which I also worked at. That's a, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I keep following you. That's it. That's funny. Maybe to prepare international. Oh, ho, ho. well, <laughs> left open, <laughs> open-ended. <laughs> yeah, so, so at another church, First United Methodist. Yeah, and we were doing a prophetic conference at the church. It was the very last night. They the These ministers have had prophesied over just about everybody at the conference except for my wife and I. Isn't that a great feeling yeah. when it's like everyone's gotten a great word and we're just here like, all right. Yeah. Thanks, Lord. So we uh, we were the last ones, and they just began to prophesy over us about going to the nations. And, uh, she, man, she, she prophesied specific nations in, in Europe, working with church planners, mm-hmm. um, and that we would come alongside them and basically doing a lot of the things that I'm doing today. And and she just began to, she said that the, the nations would be our inheritance. And at the end of that, my wife and I just left that, and we were like, what the heck just happened? I mean, that was nowhere on our radars. Yeah. Uh, I had always kind of thought that I'd, I would eventually wind up being a senior pastor one day. And so to get a word about being mm-hmm. a missionary and going to the nations just seemed, you know, out of sorts for yeah. me. But when we walked away from that that meeting, we just said, we know this is God. So how did you, for someone listening, um, I know the Lord speaks in different ways, and we're actually going to teach on uh, in Honduras on hearing God and how God speaks. But like, how for you and Lindsay, did you know that it was the Lord? And was there confirmation? Was it a feeling? Was it peace? Was it confidence? Yeah, I don't know about any of those things. <laughs> I think there's just a you you when you know God speaks and He touches you. Maybe there is a feeling, mm-hmm. and I think we did walk away from that experience with a feeling. But the way that the Lord confirmed it was within three months, without talking to anybody about the prophetic word. Mm-hmm. I was working as missions pastor at Beltway Beltway Park. In fact, the way that that happened was it was a it was about it was probably two months later after I got in that word. At the time, uh, Keith Robertson worked at the church, and we had lunch together. He said, "So, what's God doing? What's God doing in your heart?" And I said, "Well, I just got this crazy word about going to the nations." And I said, "I I don't I think it's God." Yeah, and. and Keith said, well, we have a missions pastor position open. Would you be interested? And I said, yes, I would. <laughs> Sign me up. And so I started working at Beltway yeah. from there. And then uh, when I came on staff with Beltway, that's where I uh, became introduced to Randy Boyd, mm-hmm. Bear International, one of our missions partners. Traveled and one of our elder advisors. And one of our elder advisors. I love Randy Boyd. And so I traveled with Randy. And man, I, I remember the first time that I traveled with Randy and we were in Northern Poland. We traveled, traveled from Northern Poland to Southern Poland and Randy would talk and I had a notebook and he would just talk about the nations. He would talk about God. He would talk about the kingdom 
and I would just you take just take notes. notes, scribble the whole time. And I said, Randy, I'm the missions pastor at Beltway Park Church. <laughs> I know nothing. I don't know what to do. What? And he just began to say, Well, if I were you, I would do this. And I would just take notes, and I would come back, and I would just begin to apply those things. And and um, and so I, I think our missions department began to, to grow after that. Yeah. I think that first year we went from like I think it was like only like three or four trips. Wow. To within it might have been the next or within two years we did eighteen. Yeah. And so wow. there was an explosion that began awesome. to take place and um Beltway already had such a great heart for missions. Absolutely. And it it was amazing. So I learned a lot just by being at the church and and working working there. So I wanna point out real quick that you were appointed to a position that you felt ill-equipped for. Yeah, but, big time. But God spoke, yet you walked in obedience, and you were open to you know a mentor, someone that you could learn from of, I don't know much. And I think sometimes that what, what holds us back from stepping in obedience to what God has called us to is we feel ill-equipped, and sometimes that fear of just not knowing what to do, we kind of just stay in it rather than jump in and trust that the Lord is going to yeah. put people and uh, help equip us along the way. So I just want to point that out to anyone who feels like the Lord is speaking specifically to them or, or calling them to something that they feel ill-equipped for. Honestly, if God's calling you to it, there's probably a measure of feeling ill-equipped. Um, but that's where faith comes in and, and trusting that he's going to be with us and he's going to surround us with the people that we need. And I think that's the key. You, you said the word faith is like, like even for me, I was, I felt ill-equipped because I'd gotten a prophetic word about doing something that I'd never really even thought about, mm-hmm. or really haven't considered as my job. But when God speaks, the next step is okay. How do you apply faith? Yeah, and faith is is not just your salvation. <laughs> I think yeah. a lot of times we think about faith as right. oh, faith is oh, our I salvation. Believe. I believe. I'm saved. But faith is actually taking risk. Yeah. That God's going to meet you in something that you may not be equipped for, but if you take that risk and step out, then He'll meet you along the way and He'll equip you as you go. Yeah, and I think that's what He wants. Yeah. So you were in that role of missions pastor for a couple of years, and then five years, and then five years tri- in missions pastor. Yeah. Wow. I think something like like that. Yeah. And Maybe then it's four. Then you were the groups pastor. Which groups pastor. You were my boss in that, and you were in that role for. Three or four years, yeah, something long. You're gonna say you were the best boss ever. Best boss ever. Best boss ever. Was the boss bestie. man, Tommy. Bestie. But uh, so, what did it look like? So, did that kind of feel weird that you were called to missions, but then you stepped into a role of groups pastor? It that kind of seems like a not on route, like to the prophetic word. The prophetic word of of you know your inheritance yeah. being the nations. Well, quite honestly. You know, I still wrestled with the, being a senior senior pastor. I thought that that might be the next might step. still be something there. Yeah, and um, so, you know, after missions, just just begin to wrestle. Okay, Lord, what's the, the next step? And still having that somewhat of a desire to to be a a senior pastor one day. So I just kind of wrestled back and forth with that. Mm-hmm. And so the groups pastor position, you know, evolved into that, and it was great. But along the way, the Lord just my wife and I. Went on another prepare international trip 
uh, the church allowed me to still continue doing those while yeah. I was the group's pastor. Yeah, which they're allowing me to do that right now as I am the online campus pastor. So one, thank you, Beltway. Uh, and two, I did bring the podcast mic so I could create a little <laughs> bit of online content. <laughs> so y'all went on another trip. So yeah, so my wife and I went on a trip representing uh, Prepare. And it was on that trip. I still admit, remember exactly where I was. I was in Vienna, Austria. It was one of the the last nights of our trip. I, the window was open. It was raining outside. It was mm. cold. Just well, it's not cold here, but it's raining. Like, it's. I raining don't know now. if y'all can hear. It's raining. This is actually the second time it's started to rain, and then it stopped, and then it started. Also, as a side note, if you hear me yell or you hear a slap sound, it's probably because. I got bit by a bug or something. Or a leopard. Or a leopard. Um, A jaguar? It it might be a little louder if that happened. But anyways, so it was a cold night. Uh, Window was up. It was raining. It was cold. And I remember the moment. I heard just the gentle whisper of the Lord, prepare international is going to be your home. Hmm. So I didn't even tell my wife. And so from there, I just began to pray. And then eventually, long story short, begin to share with her what God was saying. The uh, Lord actually confirmed it several times before I, I shared it with her. And um, so she was on board and she said, if this is the Lord, let's do it. And actually had I walked into a prayer meeting and had somebody walk up to me and prophesy it over me. Hey, I see you. I just had a really weird vision and I've been praying for you. And I see you going to the nations, working with an organization like Prepare International. Oh, wow. So we just called it out. Yeah. And here I am today and I'm doing it. That's awesome. And by the way, then all the nations that the lady prophesied over me years back ago, years mm-hmm. ago, um, I've gone to every single one of those nations now, except for one. It was Russia, oh, and wow. now what, what the work we're doing in in uh, Eastern, Eastern Europe, Europe. in the Ukraine is right on the border wow. of Russia. So I'm really, really close. I'm going to get my foot across that border, and I'll that be in is, Russia one day too. That is amazing. But I, I also want to point out. Well, one, ask, because I can't do the math in my head right now. From the time that you stepped on on staff at, at Prepare International, how many years had that been since you received that oh, prophetic wow. word? It it was probably eight or nine years Yeah, that that prophetic word has been in process Yeah, before I actually stepped on staff. Before you, yeah. And became, I mean, I've... I feel like I fulfilled the 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 prophecies in my life, or actually, I'm walking in, walking in what yeah. was prophesied over me. Yeah, yeah. Not that they're completed by any means, but you're yeah. you're in the process of it. Yeah. So eight Whatever years. Whatever that looks like. Yeah. I I want to point that out because one, I'm, I'm speaking to myself too, but for many of you listening, that you feel like the Lord has stirred your heart for something, and maybe it's been a year, maybe it's been two years, and you feel like you've missed it, or you feel. Um, like maybe it's never going to happen or that you heard wrong. I think there is something to just taking small steps of obedience, walking through the doors that the Lord opens for you and in the process, trusting that he's forming and preparing you like in order that you can step into that calling, that platform. Yeah. Um, Can you, I know I didn't write this question down for you, but is there anything that you can note off the top of your head that you can really see, man, the, the Lord really formed me in this way um, in those eight years before you stepped into Prepare International. Maybe something that you didn't have um, 
with you before or a perspective or maybe a confidence or an anointing you didn't carry? Yeah, probably all those things. <laughs> I think just, you know, probably authority is something that it has grown in me over the eight years. You know, when you know that God has called you to do something mm-hmm. and he speaks to you and then you begin to do it and God saw something in me that I couldn't even see in myself yeah. and that I would actually be good at this. And there's authority that comes on you when when God says, hey, you're going to go to the nations. You're going to work with church planners. And there's going to be great things that happen for the kingdom of God through you. Yeah. I can step out here when <laughs> I'm in the Talamanca jungle and start out one direction and hear the, hear the Lord go, okay. We're not going to go that direction tonight and go no. a different direction and go, okay, I'm just going to go with this. Tonight yeah. we did that. And that happened tonight. That happened tonight. <laughs> yeah. But as soon as we did it, I felt like the room yeah. changed. It did. The atmosphere changed. The atmosphere changed. And there was this authority that, that came on me because I knew the Lord was in the room. Yeah, that's good. You know, something that you said, Tommy, and it's a good reminder to me, and, and I know I've had several conversations with leaders or young leaders who feel disqualified. Um, or at a disadvantage in the role that that they're in. But it's not so much about what we're able to do or accomplish or how strong or competent we are. Anointing comes from the Lord speaking and calling us into it and then us walking in obedience. And yeah, there's things to grow in along the way, but you know, the Lord is the one who anoints positions and authorities. And so just for anyone struggling like, Maybe you're in a role. Maybe it's maybe it's just a leadership role of your family. Um, you know that leadership role of your family. Maybe your friend group. Maybe your job. Maybe a, a nonprofit organization you're working for. Maybe you're a coach of a little league team and you feel ill-equipped. But trusting that because the Lord put you in that position, you do have the authority, and you don't have to prove it to anyone. But more so, just step into it and ask. Um, okay, Lord, how do you want to move? How do you want to speak? Use me. So I just wanted to to point that out. I feel like that's applicable to to many people's lives. That was just a good word that the confidence came because the Lord spoke and you knew it and you stepped into it. Yeah. You know, now that I've been traveling internationally and I've seen all kinds of cultures, I've seen poverty in an unbelievable way. We're in the midst of poverty right now. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of times we associate our calling with our jobs and who we are, our identity is in our jobs and things like that. But the bottom line when it comes to authority is God gives it to us. And it doesn't really matter what it is. Yeah. We've got to walk in it. Yeah. So if you're a PE teacher and you're waiting for God to give you a church, how about just be faithful with the authority God's given you right now Yeah. as a PE teacher and do it the best that you can and be a vessel mm-hmm. right where you are in that little gym yeah. and let heaven flow through you to change the atmosphere of maybe 30 boys in a room. Yeah, that's I good. think if we can start there and we can begin to realize that there is kingdom authority mm-hmm. that every believer has, it doesn't, 
you don't have to be in ministry in right. order to and you don't have release to know, that authority. And you don't have to know the entire Bible. You don't have to be an eloquent prayer. Um, no. That authority doesn't come from what we can do. It comes from the Lord. Yeah, I think the weaknesses that we feel give avenue for God to move. Mm. He would much rather take your weakness. Oh, yeah. And do something amazing in your in your weakness. Why? Because he gets the glory. Yeah, he gets the glory. He's that good and he's that gracious. I mean, he, you know, Apostle Paul says that my that God says my power is made perfect in your weakness. And it's like our weakness gives a platform for the power of God to move so that people know it's it's not us, it's him. But I love what you said about, you know, the anointing and the authority you've been given. Do it to the best of your ability and let kingdom, like the kingdom of God, flow down in and through you. And I think often the Lord wants us to learn to tap into that and trust into that before he appoints us to maybe a bigger platform or another position. Sometimes, yeah. and I'm, I am... I am preaching to myself or speaking to myself on this. Of we, I think we've talked about this before. We have. I think I've talked about it like the last five years. Uh, but we often confuse, or at least I often confuse, um, position with purpose. And sometimes I'm waiting for something so that you know the fullness of who I am or what I feel like the Lord has called me to can flow through. But my constant, you know, daily or weekly battle is realizing. No, I need to be that now. I need to to learn to position myself and allow the kingdom of God to flow through me. And in learning to do that, I'm going to trust that the Lord is going to appoint me or position me wherever he wants to. Yeah, I think the Lord wants to position you. But it's not necessarily the position that we always want. Right. What the Lord's looking for is for you to position yourself in front of him, position your heart in front of him and say, here I am, Lord. Yeah. Whatever you want, whatever you want to do, use me right here, right yeah. now. I, that moves the heart of God. Yeah. When you position yourself in front of Him and say, "I'm yours," that's the best place you could be. Yeah. And often, at least in in my life, it's come through many seasons of difficulty or suffering or struggle to where I almost wear myself out, and the Lord is just like graciously patient. And finally, I wear myself out to where I'm at the point of like, okay, Lord, I surrender. I'm yours. <laughs> and like, as soon as my heart gets to that place, the Lord's like, I've been waiting for you to get here. All right, let's do this. Let's I think go. it's his favorite place. Yeah. Well, thanks again for listening to the Beyond Sundays podcast and this part one episode with Tommy Hood out in the jungle of Telamanca, Costa Rica. Uh, If you feel your heart being stirred for missions, or maybe you're just asking, God, what is my part? What's my place? Maybe what's a first step? You can go to beltway.org slash missions. If you want to find out more about Prepare International, the organization that Tommy works with, you can go to prepareinternational.org. And if you want to find out about what the church in Costa Rica is doing that is planting churches all throughout the jungle and the different areas, raising up leaders. Uh, Your Spanish has to be good or you just have to be able to Google really well. But the website for El Centro Church in San Jose, Costa Rica is iglesiaelcentro.com. 
Um, Iglesia is the Spanish word for church, and then it's El Centro. There's the uh, the nice Texas version of that. Uh, but you can just Google El Centro Church, San Jose, Costa Rica, and you'll find the website. They are doing amazing things. And in fact, we have a podcast episode that's going to be coming out in a couple of weeks uh, where I sat down with their missions pastor to discuss uh, how God has moved in his life and how God is moving through their church and through their ministries. Hey, we hope you have a great week. Be blessed. And remember, God is moving in your life beyond Sundays.